Thank you for calling Callahan and Rice Insurance Group. Please listen to the following options as they have recently changed. If you need an insurance quote, please press 2. If you know your party's three-digit extension, please dial it at any time. To use our dial-by-name directory, press 3 or press 4 for a list of departments and personnel. Enter the first three or four letters of the person's first or last name. Extension 134. Landon Bentham. Landon, what's going on, man? Not much. How are you today? This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. And I look at the guys like, you know, watching you all follow GNN. I had reached out to Matt like a year and a half ago when they were, about a year ago, when they were on Property 360 or some magazine I got. And that was what he said was, you know, build build those relationship partners and that's the, t- that's the ticket. And, and I've heard you say that in your stuff too, that that works for everybody. It works for everybody if you can do it. I've never not seen it work. Tells my buddy Landon Bentham of Callahan and Rice Insurance in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And he's talking about uh, the idea of the mortgage broker real estate building the referral network partnerships, relationships. Um, you know, that's something that, you know, he's heard from, you know, good friends of the show, uh, Matt and Zach over at GNN. And of course, you know, been I've been, you know, uh, I've been uh, talking about its benefits of just the, I've, I've, every agent that I come across that I ask, uh, hey, you know, what are you doing? I, I do personalized. Oh, really? Well, what's working? And the thing that I always get is, you know, I just mortgage brokers and real estate guys. I mean, over and over again. That's the one thing, without a doubt, if you're looking to consistently drive personal lines, you know, home maybe a little auto business, that's what is going to be the safest bet. And I'm not going to sit here and talk to you from experience from that standpoint. Again, this is just, I'm not talking about once, twice, three times. I I honestly, I can't think of of a person who makes this their primary focus where it hasn't worked, right? And this isn't really what this episode is about. Uh, It's more about the idea of how much do you want to grow or how much can you grow by focusing on the things that you may or may not want to do is sometimes we point out that, well, hey, you know, the idea of selling, you know, restaurant insurance is great, but do you have restaurants that have a big enough premium, you know, within your reach, if you will, whatever that reach is. Uh, and again, defining that reach is something that is important. Um, and, and, you know, that's the thing that that becomes challenging that takes a little bit more thought a little bit more intention to kind of map out and it's not necessarily something that comes natural to the insurance industry right we're just in some cases brought up in an environment where you know if they're asking for insurance we're going to try and sell it to them or if they're even well i mean let's be honest if they're not even asking for insurance we're going to try and sell it to them. And it really just comes down to understanding where you want to go and how big do you want to try and grow. 
where do I want to be? I, I would love to have, I don't know. I mean, obviously it's as much as you can get, but I think realistically for me, I'd love to see, I, I'd love to see my commission rates, you know, get up to 150,000. I'd love to be at that point. Actually, as rumor has it, that goal might be uh, a little outdated from what I may or may not have been told. I don't know. Landon may have stumbled into a, a nice a nice little groove, as he calls it, a stride. I can't, one of those adjectives. I Maybe, possibly, so I've heard. Either way, I like it nonetheless. And if you remember the last episode that Landon was on, um, can a niche suddenly solve your problems? You know, Landon at that point hadn't really found something, and now it sounds like he may have discovered something that is working for him. And and it's good to understand the goals and what's available. And and obviously, you know, where Landon has uh, where Landon's agency is located, uh, they've he's taking advantage of that the proximity and really leaning into something that is you know available to him. I, I can't exactly remember what he said it was, but it doesn't really matter. The point is. You have to understand you know, how big you want to grow and what it might take to get there. And this is the, uh, this is the succeeding to failure thing that, that I think a lot of us think we want to do and but yet we don't really don't really want to really want to run the numbers. I mean because again, you know depending on the commission splits in your agency, it's going to really depend on you know, how much business you have to bring in. Now, again, it, it varies, but let's just say industry average 50-50 deal. Just, I mean, just to make math easy. Again, if we're going to say we're going to sell a, my favorite example in the world, I haven't done this for a while, so let's just run through the math again, a $5,000 um, annual farm policy or any small business policy for that matter, insert type of business policy, and you're getting 10% of that, well, that's simple math, that's $500 for the year. And that means if we're going back to our 50-50 split, again, simple math, that's $250. That, my friends, is a little depressing. Just because if we have a goal, like Landon stated, of $150,000 in commission. Just to put that into a little context, that means to walk home with $25,000, you would need to sell 100 of those $5,000 policies. 100. Okay, so 200 is 50,000. 300 is 75,000. 400 is 100,000, 500 is 125,000, and 600,000, $5,000 commercial small business policies is $150,000. You're saying, well, Joey, I don't need to make $150,000. Well, I don't know that you do or you don't, but my goodness, you're not giving yourself a chance to make much more than 50 grand or whatever it is, right? Because, I mean, come on, it's a lot of, I don't, first of all, I don't even know, I don't even know the type of staff that you would need to support selling and servicing 600,000 small business policies. 
now again, this is a much debate. I don't even really know if I want to get into this. You know, again, who's going to actually own the future of this market of this small commercial and is technology going to come in and sure tech? I don't know. That's not necessarily the conversation here. This is really just a depressing illustration on the fact that uh, that, my friends, that's a lot of work for not a lot of money. Because if you ever want to determine your growth, you got to figure out what that next level opportunity is. That, that helps me, helps me frame it a little bit better too, because I think, you know, again, I've always felt like that was the next level and especially in our town, taking advantage of the fact that we've got a lot of guys that just kind of are complacent and just kind of sit and, you know, have sat on their books a long time. I mean, there's not a lot of young people in this town doing insurance from an independence perspective. There's a few that are on the direct writer side, but so yeah, that's very helpful, Joey. I think hearing you say that directly to me, you know, really trying to figure out what key relationships relationships I can start to build and then, you know, set a sales sort of goal around that channel, that avenue or that funnel of, of opportunities. That's kind of the whole deal right there. What kind of relationships can you be building? What kind of sales goal can you put around it? And what type of funnel and activities can you align to support it? That's it, man. That's game over. That's the only thing I think I think that matters. Uh, well, I mean, not really. I mean, there's other things in life, but I mean, that's about as step one, two, three as it gets as far as what exactly is a plan to determine your growth. It, uh, you know, very simple stuff. Uh, and it's it's exciting to hear Landon kind of talk about that. And and. and I don't. Th I think we, you know, we default to the the mortgage broker guys, real estate guys, uh, by default because it's easy. It's the thing that that's readily available. It's it's very obvious as to, uh, you know, what the nature of that relationship, right? But this one to many sale is something that really can happen in any industry, in any niche, in any sort of way that you've got the opportunity for somebody that is constantly in front of a, another group of people that, that needs to send you business. And why, the, the, why this one works so well is because you know they can't get paid, they can't finish their sale, they can't do their job until you do yours. And that's why that relationship is just ridiculously powerful, right? Very obvious. There's a lot of incentive in the right areas to make that work. And that's why it does. That's why it works over and over again, and that's why you know, there's there's a whole sort of newfangled ways to attract said relationships and to uh, continue rewarding them, their efforts and their endeavors. You know, because it works. But it's not. It's not. Again, you have to work at it. It's not as easy as just showing up and be like, "Hey, I'm an insurance agent, and give me all your business." I'm pretty sure it doesn't work like that. However, again in the idea of greener pastures, right? This is something that I feel is dramatically untapped, not just in the fact of even organizing it to do it, but doing it in the way that you might see my good buddies, Matt and Zach at GNN doing it. And by the way, if uh, for all of you listeners, they will be here tomorrow discussing uh, their Elevate uh, 2019 session. So make sure you come back for that. That's gonna be fun. And what I mean by that is, is they're one of the first people, I'm pretty sure the first that I have seen that have 
taken it and injected it with like rocket fuel by amplifying that message, by building those relationships at scale, using the power of what video, social media, all of that stuff. That is where, you know, you used to have to sit down shake hands, have the coffee, go to lunch, go to dinner, whatever, hit the networking events to keep those relationships warm, fuzzy and fresh. And to make sure that they weren't getting wooed by some other, you know, new insurance agent on the block. You can't let that happen. Now, again, back to the idea of where do these relationships start? It's not just from the consumer. It's from the idea of the the center of influence partner, right? If you can get to them first, if you can deliver value in a much more convenient way than somebody else, there's generally a pretty big incentive to go with you. And that's why I think there's a lot of untapped potential here for the ability to grow in these areas because there's something that they need, these people, and there's a problem that you can solve for them, generally through content, through scale, and you can attract those relationships in a, in a dramatically more abundant way than just, again, putting the miles on the car, pounding the pavement, and again, doing it the way that it was always done. And this is something that I am definitely excited to see because I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure you know, maybe six months, that's probably a little too soon. A year from now, we might see some of the first successes of agents who have actually taken the leap and maybe tried that, focusing on, again, I think the reason that's even more powerful is if you can get in the right commercial niche with the right center of influence or figuring out those those puzzle pieces, you know, again, if you can get a better than 5000 if we're talking 20 30 40 $50,000 annual premiums, and you've got somebody that is sending you multiple opportunities on a consistent basis, now that sounds pretty good to me, it just really comes down to taking a chance, and it's really not a chance because it, it's proven over and over again with a lot of different agents to do something that's really going to ultimately determine your growth. This is a story of pure frustration and a little sadness. Over the weekend, I was uh, heading out to the grocery store and uh, I was just, I was getting there, I was just, I was ready to settle in. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling the, I parked the car in the parking lot and uh, I, had, I had the little, I had the two-year-old with me, the little guy. But for all the parents out there, if you manage to escape your house with less children in your car than with what remains in the house, it kind of feels like you're winning. Even though the little guy probably has the highest level of difficulty associated with him. But whatever. Can't win them all. Anyways, I'd grabbed a cup of coffee on my way to the grocery store. Wasn't quite finished. Wanted to just kind of finish enjoying it before I had to go and just basically keep my little Tasmanian devil from essentially knocking everything off of the shelf and just being a complete maniac in the store. I thought, well, let's just savor this moment together. We'll just sit in the parking lot for a few minutes and uh, we'll just you know, have a little little one-on-one -on -one time with each other. You know, he'll just sit there and stare at me and I'll stare at him and it'll be nice. And I'm you know, about three or four sips away from just really finishing and putting a wrap on this thing. And all of a sudden it sounds like there was some sort of parking lot brawl that broke out and I just a slam on the passenger side door, basically where the little guy is sitting. I'm like, what just happened? Probably cussed. Good thing it was the two-year-old because the other you know, the other one's not a good, I get in trouble for that enough to where they start saying things they shouldn't. Not a good thing. Anyways, I'm like, what just happened? 
why are you sitting here? And I'm like, oh, of course, a shopping cart went awry, it got loose, and it's the, the parking lot's kind of on a hill, so there's a little velocity to the thing, bam, right in the door. And I'm about ready to get out of the car saying, you know, I mean, I'm not a very aggressive guy by any means, but I was like, this is why, can we just, we all just take our own little responsibility in this thing, just, just kind of felt like a baseball coach yelling, two hands. Then I see this little old lady kind of wandering down as if she's looking clueless, still kind of wanted to give her a little bit of what's up but i was like no no kind of left it in her core i was like what's she gonna do i mean the car was clearly on i had some music going so i was gonna give her the opportunity be a good samaritan even maybe just write a little note nope was like, Man, is there just maybe there's no damage maybe there's no damage maybe it's fine maybe it's fine it was not fine but she looked very confused felt bad I get out, she goes away. I didn't want to confront her. I didn't feel like making her feel bad, even though my passenger door is probably mangled. And a little old lady drives off. I'm like, son of a... I get out, go get the little guy. Man, that thing, she got a good three or four places. I think probably all connection points on the shopping cart, if you ever want to know what that looks like. I'm thinking to myself, I'm just sitting there, enjoying a cup of coffee. And a little old lady, you know, can't handle her cart. And I'm like, man, that doesn't make my door any less dented and scratched. And now it's going to be like a couple thousand bucks or I don't know, whatever it's going to cost to fix that thing. So what do you do? You do. Have you ever yelled at a little old lady? I don't know. Let me know. JoeHateAgencyNation.com. It's an absurd story. I just couldn't believe it. I was just so like, just such a weird set of circumstances. Should have, I don't know. Obviously, I'm distraught about it snapping out of it if you don't want your agency to take random unnecessary damage then you might want to head over to elevateconference.com grab your ticket to come to elevate 2019 in new orleans louisiana march 24th 25th and 26th as that will definitely be a nice little uh i don't really know if they've really invented anything for deflecting shopping carts randomly in parking lots but if there were such an invention that's what elevate 2019 would be for your agency. I promise, I think that makes sense, right? ElevateConference.com. Head over there now as the early bird advance ticket pricing is going to expire on November 30th. So go on, your chance right now. ElevateConference.com.